We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Blue Wire. NBA most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Hello and welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, and this time around, more proudly covering the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm here, as always, with the marvelous Rohan Kadi. We are here to break down a 111-96 win over the Orlando Magic to tie the Milwaukee Bucks first-round series at 1-1. This episode is brought to you by TheraOne CBD, Sunday NFL Sunday Ticket, and BetOnline.ag. As always, the, the steadfast BetOnline.ag. But Rohan, how's it going, sir? I'm doing a lot better than last <laughs> recorded. I feel like our last our last episode, just thinking back on it, it was just it was very depressing. I felt yeah. like I just I, I was I was in a very down mood. I mean, obviously, uh, but now now I'm feeling I'm feeling okay. Like it's not I'm not down in the dumps, which is you know in a massive improvement. So I'm gonna say I'm feeling I'm feeling well. 
I'm doing yeah. well. I'll pull a Ke- Kevin Arnovitz. I'm doing well. Oh, I, I like that. I think he's on today's low post. I'm not caught up. I need to get caught up. Um, I'm a sneaky, huge Arno fan. I really like someday. Oh, how can you hate Kevin Arnovitz? I, some people do. Some people say he's too smarmy. Yeah, he and doesn't. I, he he goes about his business. He's very intelligent in what he says, and he, he has good takes on like everything. I'm pro. You may Arno. not agree with it all, but it's like they're intelligent takes. I I agree with you. I'm pro Arno. Someday when we don't have a lot going on, I think we should just like break down our our least most and least favorite low post guests. Like the low post needs a podcast just dedicated to talking about the low post. It's like a it's an institution. Uh, that sounds like an be, off season thing. <laughs> yeah, it totally does. I, I would not be a podcaster probably if not for the low post. But I digress. I think there's pros and cons from this game uh, for the Bucks to take away. Obviously. Just getting back on track. I mean, we talked Big about pro. it. They won the game. They, they won the game. They're not down 0-2 to the Magic. And I, I do want to touch on the last pod because it was very dour. I think fairly. I think fairly dour. And I do think, and I'm not going to go back and listen because I don't like to hear myself that much. Uh, that, oh, I this is probably say, shocking. I just hate hearing the sound of my own voice. probably shocking to some people that me in particular doesn't like just play my podcast all the time. I feel like. The big time tie thing, I think some people actually believe. I mean, but like, physiologically, every single human hates the sound of their own voice because it doesn't sound the same on a recording. That's fair. Yeah, yeah I think it sounds awesome in real life, and I, I just don't care to find you out. You are the only person that will hear the voice that you perceive it. That's to deep. Be. I feel like you're like halfway to like a super deep 2011 Drake lyric. <laughs> everybody <laughs> dies, but not everybody lives. Um <laughs> This is what relief sounds like, folks. But no, but touching on the last podcast, I, I we didn't I, at least I didn't get any messages saying like you guys are we're too down, and that makes me feel good. And I, I also believe, and again, I'm not going to go back and listen. If someone else wants to and chronicle this, by all means, I love rabid fans. It, even though I feel like our community doesn't even feel like fans, I feel like they're just friends of the pod. Everyone who listens is a friend of the pod. But regardless of the syntax. We we preface everything with like it's bad, but they can be better. Like it's bad, but they can improve. It'll be really really bad if they lose game two, which they didn't. So I feel like as down as we were, I think we were still relatively measured, and I don't think we were that far off. Like I feel like you know things did look really bad, and they did need to turn around, and they did. But it was just it don't it felt so hard for me to analyze because it was. It wasn't a Ken question to me. It was a Will question, and thankfully they did. I don't know. Do, do you see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. It's more like there, there's no question that they could have improved on their game one performance. Right. Uh, like you say, like when you say it's a matter of will, it's it's more like we know you can do it. Are you actually are you actually going to do it in mm-hmm. game two? And they delivered. So do you want to do you want to just hop right in? Yeah, I do. So I think what was big for me was the Bucks start. Well, they start with I think, and I've said this before, the Bucks are a great all-around team. I think their biggest strength is still their defense, their ability to just choke teams out, and I think that's where the Bucks' success is going to start. So I know the first quarter I think was even worse, but the first half for Orlando, the Magic end up with forty-three points, which they were they were on pace for less. They had twenty-eight, I think, at one point in the in the second quarter. But across the entire first half, Orlando shoots 24% from the field, 6% from three. They were one for 16. They do go 20 for 21 from the foul line, which was just ridiculous. And the Bucks still don't get whistles. But almost as many turnovers as assists, eight assists, seven turnovers. I mean, Milwaukee just started this game by saying all of our shots might not fall. One guy in particular who we will get to, I'm sure, 
But the Bucks, it just felt like to me said, you're not going to score at all. So even if we don't score at a super high clip, you're just not going to score at all. And that's how we win this game easily. And that's what happened. Yeah, it's more like if your shot isn't falling a certain day, like that's to be expected. You're going to have your dry spells. What matters is if you can actually stop your opponent on the defensive end, you can do that every night. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter like, oh, if you're having an on night off night in terms of shot making, you can have a great defensive performance as a team every single night. And that's what defines like that's how you get to the level of like a championship contender getting to winning a championship is by having an elite defense that you can rely upon every single night. Game one, they didn't seem like they cared at yeah. all. This game, they came out and they 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 had a certain tenacity to the when they were playing, it just felt like, okay, they, they care now. They realized that they just got embarrassed. So they, they wanted to right the ship and they came out, especially on the defensive end, like you said, just, they just came out like, okay, we're not, we're not losing this game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, my hope now is that they need to harness that fire. Cause I think they got, their backs got pushed to the wall. You know, they got held over the flames, whatever metaphor you want to use and realize they were close to a point where you don't really come back from. I mean, could they rip off four straight wins against the Magic at any given time? Sure. But I just mean going down 0-2 in this series, it would have just been such a low point, like emotionally and and morale-wise, that I don't think anyone wanted to go there. I certainly didn't. So I think they need to just harness that energy, that, oh, expletive, we need to get going. And they need to carry it forward. Like, they, I don't want to see any more plays quarters halves off and it's a little worrying to me that orlando outscored the bucks in the last two quarters i don't like to see it milwaukee does still hold on and win handily i want to see that effort until garbage time like that's really what i want to see going forward but one guy defensively i thought was terrific early was brooke lopez uh in addition to i mean he got he always this game in particular though i mean he had some i thought they were very clean blocks and, and contests that he drew whistles on. Tough whistle day for Brooke Lopez. It's been he like ends, that ever since he got to Milwaukee. It has been, but today it stood out. And I, he only ends with four, which I would have guessed like 12, and they just let him play for some reason. But um, he certainly picks up a lot of questionable fouls. But Brooke with a terrific day overall. I mean, he ends up shooting four for eight from deep, which that was a sigh of relief after his shot did not look very good on Tuesday. Scores 20 points on eight for 12 shooting. Only three rebounds, but we know Brooke is a box-out guy. Somehow he only ends up with one steal and one block. Giannis but had 20 rebounds? Yeah, Sorry. he had the first, <laughs> first, first 2020 game since Kareem. Uh, Doris was talking about it. I watched the national broadcast today. Don't Ooh, judge me. Switch Don't judge up. me. Oh, Don't, okay. I, I will judge I, you a little bit. Fox Sports Wisconsin all the way. You Jim know and what? Marcus, come on, Ty. I didn't mean to. Like, Zorro. When that really, you really twisted the knife in my heart when you threw Zora on the end. You know I enjoy watching Zora work. It... Hulu just pulls up like a game, like a suggested game, because I, I usually click on the whether it's TNT or ESPN, because all the other games that's the only way I can watch them. Like I don't, I don't do League Pass because I couldn't watch these games on League Pass because they're national slash playoff games. So I think that's the trap I fall into, and then I kind of forget to fix it. But I digress. Doris pointed out I think Giannis is the first Bucks player to have a 2020 in the playoffs since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did it, and Kareem did it like a thousand times. But Giannis has now done it once, which is neat. Um, but Brook Lopez. A very good game, somehow only credited with one steal and one block, but he felt downright disruptive for a lot of the first quarter. I mean, the whole team was locked in, like you said, but Brooke especially, even being more comfortable leaving the paint to go with Nikola Vucevic, who still had himself a, a day, or no, this was a night, 
I'm never going to get my days and nights straight. <laughs> Vucevic does still put up 32 points on really good shooting numbers, especially within the arc. Um, but I think early on he was not as much of a factor. And the Bucks defense as a whole and Brooke Lopez looked a lot more ready and a lot more comfortable Going away from the traditional drop and having Brooke venture out a little bit without giving up all those layups, that was something that was huge to me. That was a very positive sign. But Brooke in general, I thought, was just tremendous, which is a very positive sign as well. Yeah, he can he can move his feet decently well. He's just not asked to, you know? Like, the reason that he just drops uh, so hard on pick-and-roll coverages is because he's not asked to, you know, move his feet a lot. It's not like Vucevic is, like, an extremely quick guy off the dribble. Or anything. No, no <laughs> he he's can not. show a little higher and wild what happens when you do that. So at least I'm glad they made that adjustment. You know, you can show a little higher, Brooke. You don't have to drop to like the restricted area <laughs> and, yeah. and just give like arms and legs worth of space to, you know, Vucevic uh, in the mid range. So, you know what? That was that was a good adjustment by him. Really short up the entire defense. Like and you were honestly, saying. Like the absolute top of the line optimism take here is like think logically right like what adjustment has to be made if brooke isn't going to sag so hard the perimeter defenders need to be a lot more mindful of their guy and and not letting him cut or you know just move out of the way for an open three right they need to be more aware of him maybe not sag off those players as much i mean that's something we've been talking about since binge the buck since watching the last eastern conference finals keeps coming back baby yeah like just be aware it, it always will i mean that was such an endeavor we, no one can believe that we put ourselves through that but we did for the listeners um and because we need content i can't believe we did i can't either um but that that could be a huge thing going forward if that's something that we get see incorporated more and more like the the perimeter defenders being more comfortable you know playing off their men uh actually playing on their men more but not letting not being so close that they can get cut around but staying aware of them not giving up those open shots it's a hard balance but that's something the Bucks could really use experience on when they're going to run into those elite creators off the dribble later in the playoffs. You can't just keep giving up those open threes. So hopefully that's something that can carry on and translate to all facets of their defense. Some help is good. You know, trapping sometimes is good. But the Bucks will end up in no man's land as help defenders way too often. And it comes back to bite them all the time. Hopefully this is a step in the direction of excising that issue. Yeah, maybe maybe you can trust the two best rim defenders in the entire freaking league, <laughs> Lopez and Giannis, uh, instead of just like helping off of open shooters or yeah. that will be open. Uh, if, yeah. like just just let Giannis cheat and nobody else. Yeah, like he fine. can do whatever he wants. Like have There's Giannis play free that safety. Stashed on the non-shooter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If you're not going to use Saban, we still didn't see a ton of him on Vucevic this game. If you're if you're going to do that, then like don't let anyone else do that. Like let Giannis range. If if you have to rotate the cover of his guy, then let Giannis go and cover for whoever's covering for him. The Bucks are athletic, and obviously Giannis is so long that he can make up ground quicker than anybody in the league. Really, I just I would love to see more of that. Like only let Giannis roam, unless I maybe just like have that as a rule until it can't be a rule anymore. Honestly, I mean I don't know. We'll see. But Brooke was huge. Uh, who else do you want to highlight from this game? Eric Bledsoe. Okay. I feel like he's not getting enough. He's not getting enough love. Maybe it's just because I uh, I've missed watching him play because he wasn't there for like the scrimmages or anything. That feels like eons ago, <laughs> and like most of the seeding games. We've been through a lot since the scrimmages, Rohan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we just I we haven't seen him play a lot. 
he just brings he at the his point of attack defense is Ooh, yes. insane. He gets into defense. He what he did to Markel Fultz a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the game was just it was just mean. Like Markel Fultz, like bless his heart, man. He he was pulling up uh, for like deep mid rangers Sometimes he did make his only three eight point attempt. Like you know, shout out Markel Fultz. Still believing in him. Me too. Um, Me too. Yeah, I hope he does great things. Uh, but yeah, Bledsoe was just wreaking havoc at the point of attack. And it's like, you know, he's still he's still contributing a bit on the offensive end. He had that insane and one spin that might have yes. been might have been a charge. Uh, <laughs> and the we, charge. It should not, they should all be blocks. Yeah, no, it was called a block. I completely agree with every single call that the refs made that game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he contributes on the offensive end in spurts, but mainly his, his point of attack defense just completely changes changes um, the, the Bucks' outlook on the defensive end. I just wanted him to clean up his shot selection a little bit. He's he 0 gets, for 3 tonight from deep. He gets too comfortable. Yeah. You know, he, like, he starts feeling himself going to the rim. Okay. Um, and just... <laughs> And then just uh, he he thinks he can pull up for three. Right. No, I think here, let me, I want to see if I can pull up his shot chart quickly. Because I want to say almost all of his misses. So he has, out of all his shots, two misses were around the rim. The other fourth, the three threes, and then one jumper just outside the circle. So he, he made a couple jumpers. He made a couple shots at the rim. And obviously he drew uh, a free throw. But just some of the like and his threes i think one i think was fine i think one really came in the flow of the game which i'm fine with that i'm not yeah, no that's fine as long as you're not just like pulling up in transition yeah. with like 18 seconds left on the shot clock yeah it's the pull-ups that that kill me and, and it's which he's one of the because he's a better pull-up three-point shooter than he is a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter he is but it's just like some it's like situationally too like yes, pulling up exactly. with eight seconds left if you have an advantage on the shot clock is a lot different than you know, 22 seconds, you haven't even, like, especially if Giannis is out there, like, r- try to get a better look first. Like, you should settle for that after something else doesn't work. You shouldn't just default for that unless you're, if you know, funny, if you're one of the elite shooters on the team, sure. Bledsoe, even though he's better on pull-ups, not elite there. So I would say, I'd, I want to see him work something else first. But overall, I do think he's been good. I think just good. I don't think he's been great. But I think he's been good. He does add something to the team. And... Yeah, and especially I just, I and defensively. Point out that he's been playing good so far in postseason basketball. That's all. Yes, but again, first round. We're in the first but round. I'm, I'm just, I'm yeah, just saying okay. he's playing good in postseason basketball. You can have it, Eric okay. Bledsoe supporter Rohan Kadi. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, I, I, I support him. him too. I support him too. Um, um let's. I want to get the negative out of the way before we hit the halfway point here. Um, well, I guess we have two negative things. Okay, I was going to say, the, which one? <laughs> the rotations. Let's start with the rotations. Um, so my my new working optimistic assumption is that Bud is just trying to get the best idea possible of what he has from these guys right now. And then I, I do still think, and some people are going to call me silly, I do still think we're going to see the rotations trimmed down eventually. Like we did you know, by the later rounds last year a little bit. I hope we see them trimmed down even more than that. We haven't seen it yet. Again, a little bit concerning, uh, especially because, I mean, again, this was the Bucks are down 0-1 in this series. They lost a game, and we still didn't really see it. Uh, in this game, 11 guys play. They all check in in the first half. 
They would have all checked in in the first quarter if play stopped in time for Kyle Korver, who had a pretty solid game, admittedly, to get in. And and I, I tweeted something about why is Kyle Korver coming in this game, and people were tweeting at me, look, he's making these threes, you're an idiot. And I go, I am an idiot. But I, it wasn't like Korver in particular. It was more like, why is the 11th guy checking in, uh, trying to check in at the first, first quarter? That, that was more my issue than Korver in particular. I don't think Korver should really play in important games. I just think like you can find shooting and guys who are actually, you know, just not 4,700 years old uh, on the team, especially Pat Connaughton, who we'll get to. But I don't know. What, what's your thoughts on the rotations? I'm, I'm just I'm hoping they're pared down later. I guess we're just not going to see it this series, which is a bummer to me. Uh, I just think that now is the time to get ready for the real playoff games, but we're, we're not there right now. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm in the same boat as you. It's just... Can we can we hope that Bud you know trims down the rotations as the rounds go on? Because this is, I mean, to be fair, he technically did trim down on the first quarter. Eleven guys, uh, game one, ten guys. Tied. It's an improvement. It's an he improvement tried time. for eleven. He just failed. <laughs> but it, whatever happened, what he, we don't know his intentions. Maybe he was, he was setting Kyle Korver up to just you know be, scare scare uh, Orlando. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> not buying it. Uh, I, I really tried to, for, just for you, but I, I couldn't do it. Okay, but no, just I, I, like I said, I'm in the same boat as you. It's it's disheartening. I think is a good word to use in this situation because it's like we we know that these guys are capable of playing big minutes. Maybe it's like maybe it's like in this they're trying to ramp up for big minutes again but so played 25 minutes well I, I guess he missed some time but that's that seems excessively yeah, he is recovering low. from covid that's true that's yes. true <laughs> yeah. so maybe he, maybe his minutes will go up as uh, time goes on maybe he's just making more room for george hill uh because he does need to play yeah uh, so it's there's multiple reasons i think it might just be a wait and see sort of thing because like we saw in game one i don't know if they're treating this like a playoff series uh so i, I guess we'll they're just aware see. that it is one yeah, I think the well, Bucks, they is. look at the schedule. They're like, how many games in a row do we have against Orlando in these seeding games? Yeah, I don't know. The NBA was weirdly scheduling things. They were trying to make up because they, you know, uh, before the hiatus, they were supposed to have like a back to back against the Nets, I think. Yeah. Uh, so they were just making up for that with five games <laughs> against the Magic. I can't believe it's got to be five. Okay, let's get to the other negative. Uh, I want to. I want to separate the negatives before the our halftime break here and. And just end on, on other stuff. There might be some not positive things. But the glaring negative through two games, to me, has got to be Chris Middleton. Dante. Oh. Really? <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> were you kidding? You were kidding, right? Yes. <laughs> Dante was okay tonight. We'll get to him. He, he bounced back a little bit. He rough start offensively. He kind of no, got it, around. It, it, was, it was Chris. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chris is, the, Chris is the one that matters. Chris is the one. Like, Chris not only can't be, like, quietly okay. Like, I mean... Like, Chris can't even be, like, quietly okay. Like, if you get 15 a night on decent shooting from Chris, that's not even enough. Like, that's not going to cut it against the the really great teams. You definitely can't get two points on one for eight shooting in 31 minutes. Like, this is rough. And he had some good passes. He also had four turnovers to go with his six assists, five rebounds. Like, he did some stuff. He was sort of active. I still don't think eight shots is enough. But I I don't really know. They're just not going in. Like I feel like some of his looks were pretty solid. They're He's not just using not him making. as a secondary playmaker. Yeah, they're using him as like a Wes Matthews. Yeah, that as well. 
It just, it doesn't make any sense. He's being used, utilized, maybe, I don't know if this is a part of the game plan. I don't know if this is on him, uh, but he, he's playing the role of like a 3 and D guy. Well, I think he, there's, so, there's been some stuff run for him. I think part of this is on him as well, because I, we saw some pick and rolls that he ran and he was very pass happy out of them. And I don't know if he had to be every time, like every time he ran a Chris Giannis action, a, a him Giannis action. It felt like the ball was going to Giannis one way or another. I mean, he I think he threw one of the lobs. The Bucks are throwing lobs now. That's actually a positive development. But he, he was passive in some of those looks. But I, I think they need to run it through him more. I agree with you. But a lot of the times when they went to that, he's just like finding the pass. He threw a lot of passes in this game, it felt like to me. More than I'm used to seeing. Like I remember once he was in the post. And he had a player roughly his size. And I was just like, okay, this is classic. Like Chris is going to take this guy and post him up. And he just he and he found he found a cutting Dante Divincenzo for an easy two, but which was an incredible pass. It was an incredible pass, and I I misspoke. I mean Dante going to the rim is never an easy two. It was a very complicated two at the end of the day, but <laughs> it was an open an open layup attempt. But it's just like, even though I mean you love to see Chris making plays and all that, he didn't even really look like he wanted to try and do his fadeaway and. I don't know. I, I don't love that. I, so he seems very trigger shy right now, and I'm I'm a little concerned. I think that might be my biggest concern right now with the team. Yeah, it's just he's he seems passive, like literally yeah. and figuratively. Just um, oh wow, yeah, you, you know, pass happy you like that. Yeah, uh, I do. Uh, just yeah. Sorry, I got caught up in my own pun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he he just he doesn't seem like he's being aggressive. Which is like we talked about this last episode. He just he he's not being aggressive. He's not being the same Chris that we saw in the seeding games, which is weird because it's the same environment. You think that would translate necessarily? Maybe he's the only one who thinks it's the playoffs, but <laughs> it's not against the Celtics, so he just doesn't know what to do. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I just well, I don't know. He, there's there's only we can only hope that Game Three brings just like aggressive Chris maybe maybe he just he wasn't seeing a shot fall and he wasn't trying to you know overextend himself like other players that's uh, just that's uh, that's just it's not an option for him though it just can't not, he he it, has more responsibility than that and I don't know yeah. if that's translating it's not and uh, thinking back he was not good against Memphis and I was a little uh, not very worried but a little worried then I mean that was the game of course like his 50 40 90 I think that on. was in his head in that game it Honestly. might have been. I, I don't know if it was or not, but it, whatever happened, it seems to have translated because he just does not look comfortable. And this kind of we kind of saw this before the break, although I think he had some sort of a neck thing that was bothering him. I, it was kind of weirdly vaguely reported. But since that point, at least before the, the stoppage, before you know COVID really shut everything down, and now we're just like pretending that it's not, um, he's looked good since then, at least. So I, I don't think there's anything carrying over. I don't think it's a medical thing. I, I don't know what it is, but he's like, I, if you're going to miss shots, Chris, like miss 15 shots. Like seriously, like I would rather see that. I don't want any part of passive Chris Middleton. I mean, this is, this is the last chance to iron out big issues before the games get real. I mean, Miami's up this, 2-0. After this, you get real series. Yeah. Yeah. They're big exactly. from here on out. Yeah. Miami's up 2-0. They've been pretty close games. Um, I think I picked Indy in that series. That's not good for my, for my, uh my pocketbook but it's just like they they need to get him you right that's the indy? new number one priority did i pick indy yeah yeah i did i just 
I thought I thought the heat people are a little too high on the heat. I, I thought, and I still kind of think that. And and it doesn't help. Indy is like so banged up all the time, and now Victor Oladipo is looking like he's in the Book of Eli with the cornea stuff. It's just like seriously, like they have the worst luck possible. I think if they're fully healthy, it's like a really interesting series, even if they lose. Yes. But yes, if they're fully healthy, if they have Sabonis, like it was really like just betting like. Is this the time when indie shooters are finally going to stop hitting all these threes? And not Robinson, who's very good, but like it was really just like a bet. Like, are we going to see the variants hit Crowder and Iguodala? And it's, and now Jimmy's shooting them again, which that I mean, I think he can do it. I think he just wasn't. But I was like, well, Bam doesn't. Jimmy hasn't been. Now he is. Like, if Crowder and Iguodala start missing a lot, I could see things just going really bad for their offense. And and they've been close games, but yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna win in five. But where was I? Oh, but yeah, it gets real now. And like you have, you know, hopefully just three more games in this first round before we get we get real. They're going to need a much, much better version of Chris. I think that now becomes really the top priority. Number one thing I'm going to be looking for, the number one thing the team should be working on, get this guy going. Like get this guy confident, This get this guy feeling good. Remind him that, like you said, you know, you can't be that 3 and D guy who scores eight points and everyone's like, oh, you're fine. Like, it's it's fine if Wes Matthews scores eight points on, like, three or four attempted shots. That's that's his role. He's primarily defense and then also hits some threes. Chris Middleton's not that guy. And, and he hasn't been all year. You know, he's looking at an all-NBA spot. He wasn't all-star for the second straight year. With all the accolades, with all the excitement from us and other people. It's got to translate to the postseason. It's got to translate to the postseason. You got it. You, there's expectations. You've done now. it before in the playoffs, like just, off and on. But yeah, he has proven he can do it in that setting. Yeah, just like just just do it again. Like you know what you need to do, and it's it's like who who's who on the Magic is going to give him trouble defensively? Like that's that's really the. It's not like they've got someone that they've put on him. Like Evan if Jonathan, Fournier? if Jonathan Isaac was like playing tremendous defense on him. Maybe you look. I still don't think anyone should be able to guard a player of his caliber to two points on eight attempted shots. But maybe you look at it differently. But I mean, Wessel Wundu is probably their best wing defender left. He's not even starting. It, yeah, it's it's troublesome. It's troublesome to say the least. Yeah. So there's still at least three more games left in the series. Oh, God, I really hope it's three more. Ah, <laughs> uh, this going, this potentially going five. It, I mean, obviously, it's going to have to go five minimum. Uh, but that's just, it's terrible. I don't like it, it at is. all. It's we're we're stressed now. It's too many games. It's it's definitely too many games. And you know, Rohan, whether it's stress, tight muscles, tough workouts. Signs of aging or simply making it through each busy day, everyone understands what it's like to be tense and sore. So everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Wurzland, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with the revolutionary Theragun percussive therapy device. When Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD, he then created TheraOne to bring you their products done right. A lot of CBD products claim organic, but still can contain up to 30% filler. And those fillers can be toxic. We don't love to see that. That's why TheraOne tests their products four times before they get to you. That sounds like a great job. Every product is USDA certified organic, grown in the U.S., and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. Use their warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, the body balm for targeted relief, 
and the sleep tincture. Underused word, tincture, to drift into a deep, deep night's sleep. Now through Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners of this here podcast, the Eurostep, a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragun.com slash bluewire. If you don't love what you get, you'll send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase. That's just a silly satisfaction guarantee. You got to take advantage of this, folks. I don't think you'll need to use it, though. And this is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash bluewire, but only until Labor Day. Go right now to theragun.com slash bluewire. And speaking of the weekend, we weren't. We weren't. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back to the NFL. We're getting very close now, folks. And with NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV fantasy channels are included. You will never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. Rohan, what's the promo code? BLUEWIRE. Absolutely. Okay, what should we talk about now? Um, I guess I guess maybe I, I hinted at it earlier, just let's if we're on negatives, what is going on with Dante? See, I, I actually thought I got some encouraging stuff from this game, I thought, really? from Dante. Started off poorly. Started off poorly, but the defense seems to be coming back. The defense is always going to be there, but it's, it it's almost like, wasn't though. Okay, fair, but it's also like if you're going to create possession, like offensive possessions on the defensive end, it doesn't matter if you're just wasting them on the offense. No, and that that was exactly where I was at early in the game. So he at one sequence in particular, I've got. Uh, memorized basically like seared into my brain he makes this terrific live ball steal I, I guess all steals are live ball but he like reaches into a passing lane grabs the ball turns is like driving up the court and just like misses a layup in traffic and it's really bad and just give the ball right back so that's basically like a net zero from your steal but he cleans it up I mean look at his final stat line I think he started rough and improved four for nine from the field one for two from deep, two for four from free throw. Not good enough. All the Bucks need to work on that. Uh, but three rebounds, one assist, two turnovers, one right there, and the one Williams steal I just needs mentioned. to just get dinner from everyone at, at the free throw line in practice. Yeah, I love Wait, those get videos. dinner. Have you not seen those behind the scenes things? No, the Bucks have been tweeting out. He's like they I'm... bet like they bet like meals and stuff on it, like who oh, wins really? free throw shooting contests and stuff. And Marvin oh, that's, Williams that's is like that's like his thing. Oh, that, that's such a Marv thing. Mm-hmm. Nothing has ever been more Marvin Williams than winning dinners from free throw contests. What a what a meat and potatoes power forward he is. <laughs> but I, I thought it was an encouraging Dante game. I don't think it was one of his best games of the season, but probably his best game in the bubble. And I would love to see him turn it around as good as Planet Pat has been. And I think Pat, for me, is now seventh or eighth in terms of like guys I want to see play in real games. Like He's been that good. Like, Dante being good, too, really helps as well. Okay, I'm not going to go as far as saying Dante was good. <laughs> better. Sure. Uh, better than just an absolute train wreck. Um, it's maybe like a smaller car train wreck. Like, a, it's a smaller train. I don't know. 
Like, is that <laughs> bike, something? Bike, bike crash into a tree. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's very small on the scale. No one's no one's losing life here. Yeah. Like, yeah, bike just crashes into a tree sort of game. Like, sure, it's better than a train wreck. It doesn't mean it's a net positive, though. I don't know. Just like, sure, sure, it's better. You can construe that as sort of like being encouraging. I don't know. I'm not I'm not really seeing it. Really? I, I thought at least later on in the game and, and I was a little in and out of the very end. But I don't know. I thought I thought he pulled it together a little bit. I, I just think at the very least, even if he's not like good right now, I think it's a step toward it. I think like he was like he wasn't an abject disaster and yes the bar is the floor right now but that is how bad he has been playing in the bubble and at least was encouraging for me to see him start to string together a couple good things like it feels like he's starting to pull it together i'm being too harsh on dante i don't know if he will enough for me or bud to trust him with big minutes later i guess we'll see what happens the the thing that annoys me the most uh with dante right now is just taking like just taking pull-up shots with like Giannis and Chris or Chris on the court with him, you know? Yeah. Uh, like or, like middle of the shot clock possessions. Like you can't get anything better than that. My guy, you're sh- you can't like throw a stone into the ocean right now. Like maybe give it to an all-star, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I think nine shots. Is, I mean, he took more shots than Chris. Yeah. Which is not good. <laughs> no. Which is not good. But part of that's on Chris. But yeah, he still shoots too much. I think... I mean, in fairness to Dante, he took way too many shots than Pat. Way too many of Dante's minutes came in all bench groups, and some of these, like I don't know who else is gonna actually like dribble the ball into a shot. So some of that I will excuse. I'd have to look at the actual, the actual minutes, but I know at least some of his minutes came like the the lineup was like literally the whole bench. And again, like george hill is i mean took two shots like george hill is just not a guy that's going to dribble into 10 shots a game right now take Sometimes a when they need him. three which was weird for george hill yeah that was weird i thought he did he take a long two at one point he must I think have. he did yeah i think he did it was a long two um those all bench lineups need to go because i just like you're not getting anything constructive like, and that's the thing like 2k you don't just make complete line changes <laughs> i love that you do that in 2k as well, well but, obviously it's just so easy. Um, but the thing that's really damaging about those groups to me is like I don't care what Dante DiVincenzo is going to do as the lead ball handler this postseason. You know, is, is it going to maybe – Well, hopefully – exactly. But I mean like maybe three years from now it's an important thing. I don't care right now. Like the focus is a championship. I want to see Dante DiVincenzo function as a wing where like he's at the three-point line and he catches the ball and either decides to – drive shoot or kick it out somewhere like that's all he should be worried about and giving him that bigger role in those bench lineups that's something during the season that's fine to see what you've got right now i'm just not interested like some well here's the players who should handle the ball for the bucks Giannis, chris eric bledsoe a little bit of george hill that's it like that's all who should be running real sets and handling the ball and dribbling into a enemy territory where you can get picked with any regularity. Like even Pat, who I've been very high on, and who somehow had eleven rebounds in this game. He had what? He, he had a turnover come when he like tried to dribble up the middle of the floor and just like Markel Fultz kind of took it away. Like he's just, like these guys aren't point guards. It's like it's not as dramatic as this, but it's like when Sterling Brown got pressed into ball handling at some of the seeding games. Sterling Brown can be a functional player, but not doing that. And I don't think even these other guys can be a little functional. I don't want to waste the possessions. Like 
I want to see you play off of Chris and Giannis and Bledsoe and a little bit of George Hill. I honestly I, might rather see Thanasis uh, handle the ball than like Pat or Sterling. Because at least Thanasis would like jump over someone. He's, you know? Yeah, he's going to try to dunk. That's the his. That's his gear. You know, that's like, his, he's that's probably going to draw a foul or something. May, eh, if, if I don't know if he has in the, the playoffs. I don't know if he has in the playoffs, but okay, maybe. Um, he's he's oh, got they're the, calling everything apparently, or not. Uh, I don't even want to talk about bubble refs. Cause it's just disappointing. But um, Tanasis's Madden playbook is like just hail mary, <laughs> and I love it. I love it for him. <laughs> I love it for him. Good for him. Good for him. But yeah, I, I think some encouraging stuff this game though. Like I feel like some of the role players looked a lot better. Wes. Getting Pat a Connaughton. couple of th- we, we, we haven't really discussed that he went five of eight from distance. Well, you're right. You're right. I think he's a, well above 40% now in the bubble as a whole. Do you think him being, and obviously not 60%, but do you think him being like a high 30s, low 40s, catch and shoot three point guy is sustainable for this team? It might be sustainable. Um, what, like, they really need it to be sustainable. Yeah, they just, yeah, they do. They need any sort of reliable catch-and-shoot game. Anything. Mm-hmm. Because it, this team is weird. They rely a lot of, of their threes are like catch-and-shoot threes, but they're like a terrible <laughs> shooting team. Which, <laughs> which is like they have the shooters. It drives me crazy. Like they have guys who should be making these shots. I think it's like, I don't know what it is. It might be like the pressure of receiving like a pass from Giannis or something or Chris, like, I don't know. I, I could not tell you what it is, but they just, they seem terrible in catch and shoot situations. Um, yeah. But maybe, maybe it's, I don't know, but they, they just need it to be sustainable. And if Pat can keep it up, he seems like he has been keeping it up. That'd be, that'd be insane. Cause we know that he can bring it in the playoffs. Cause we saw it in that series against Boston last year where he just took over. That man is in Massachusetts. It's going down. Um, <laughs> Dude, that, that was the most excited he had on Wesso One do was it? Yeah, was just he's, he was nasty. He just took that ball. Like I think he's starting to put those pieces together a little bit more than we've seen before. Like I even thought defensively. I mean, you mentioned the block, which is obviously great. But that's always like he's always gotten some crazy highlights like that. That's what happens when you're just that athletic. Yeah, it is. But I, I think like he just looked more competent on defense. Like then he had been in the past. I only saw this like game, one jumping at a shooter. Play. Yeah, exactly. Like, only one that I can remember. Yeah, but they need to track that as a stat, like screen assist. But like Chris um, Herring with the f out of here, mellow for forty eight minutes. Chris Herring, absolute, <laughs> absolute former legend. former Eurostep guest, absolute national treasure. Great guy, love it. Terrific person, but uh, and writer and podcast everything, Just terrific everything. But Pat Pat shooting. This is something where. Like, we've seen, like, the Raptors will, like, ride a hot hand. Like, Norm Powell is not always that guy, but sometimes he is. He and is when he Milwaukee. is, like, what? He is against Milwaukee. He is against Milwaukee. But, like, in some other some other times, too. And they'll just ride that hot hand. I feel like that's, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I move Pat up in my rotation. Keep giving him minutes if he's going to keep hitting these threes. Like, keep him in this rhythm. Like, maybe it subsides at some point and you figure it out then, but... For now, don't waste this resource. If he's going to act like a 40% catch-and-shoot guy, keep him out there, man. Because, like you said, they need that. But between West looking more comfortable, Brooke Lopez having some good days, all of a sudden the Bucks are looking a little bit more potent from deep. And that's another reason Dante's minutes become a little bit questionable for me. 
he's not a consistent shooter. I think he's low 30s on the year. He's had some games where he was good. I wouldn't say he's had like long stretches of the year, like a month or more when he's been very accurate. And it just kind of seems to come and go. And I, I hate his shot selection. A lot of his threes are pull-ups as well. But even catch and shoot, he's not like a knockdown guy. Pat is really making a convincing case to to take that rotation spot for me. Yeah, he really he deserves it. Like he he deserves it at this point. He hasn't been like a net negative in any situ, sort of situation really. So it's like why not? He's been a, he's been a very capable. He's been a very good player for the Bucks in the bubble. So he, he it's not just it's not convincing for me. It's deserved. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, but yeah, that's it's very positive. I, I just I, I hope they keep going to him. Like don't don't let his minutes randomly dry up in one of these games. I think yeah, he led the bench in minutes today, which is interesting. We'll see how much that means going forward. I, I like that the three guys on the bench who played the most minutes were him, he were he yeah were he, uh, Marvin Williams and, and George Hill. Though that's for me, that's their ideal bench setup. Um, I think if you if you go to an eight man rotation, those should be the guys, and then obviously. You stagger Brooke and Giannis, so either one of those two guys is playing center. Um, but yeah, th- th- hopefully those are the three guys we see the most. Maybe Dante and Corver and Spurts, but not consistently. That's my hope. Um, one thing I want to talk about: people keep asking about this. People keep like really like caping for him to play more. Robin Lopez is just not looking good recently, and I'm so, one of those I'm people. Not, I know you are, but I'm not. I'm not calling out, and it wasn't you, but. Somebody was tweeting, a couple of people, I think, honestly, like, why did Robin Lopez not get more run against Vucevic? Like, he is the guy to stop him. He's not. He's not. I mean, like, the thing, like, I don't think Vucevic is, like, stronger than Brook Lopez. I think he's, like, he just stretches him out and he's crafty and everything. And I think Robin is a little bit slower than Brook laterally. And I think that showed, like, Vucevic was cooking Robin Lopez around the basket. And it's just, like... If you're not gonna really guard him really well there, and I mean credit to Vucevic, who's just yeah, been also, tremendous like, in the series. What is going on with Nikola Listen, I think Nikola Vucevic has been thinking long and hard about the prison that Marcus all put him in the last time around, and I think he was very determined to not let that happen again. Like, but there's there's uh there's you know, like having a favorable matchup uh in sort of like schematically which is what he's being faced with at the box and then there's what he's doing to the box. He is I all credit to him man. He might be playing his way into like I don't know, he's not up for contract anytime soon. Maybe they they trade him. Maybe they don't. I think Orlando just likes being Orlando. But regardless, like if they Robin also like Lopez being the Hornets cuz they're the same franchise. <laughs> they true I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks that. Um Steve Clifford has coached one team. I don't care what anyone says. But like if Robin Lopez isn't gonna like really do great work with him when he's around the basket, there's just not that much reason to play him. Like he just he doesn't offer anything that Brooke doesn't doesn't offer. Uh and like what you run into more is not saying we wish we had a guy like Brooke Lopez out there all forty eight. It's like we need to find ways to keep Brooke out there for longer because it seems optimal to go smaller and stretchier and play more Giannis at the five. It's going to be hard to find Robin Lopez minutes. I'm just going to say that now, like especially looking forward against the teams the Bucks are going to see, who outside of Bam Adebayo play mostly stretchy big guys. Except the only the only matchup I could see is probably the Lakers. I think they're going to be away from Javale by the time they get to the finals if they get there. I mean, they're still playing him tonight. If they get to the finals, they're going to go away from Javale. I, they're gonna have to to get there is what i'm saying like they started him again tonight every lakers person i know not like oh, front wow. office, they're up like coverage half, lakers. I, they should be it's the it's the effing blazers but 
that nobody, like everyone is like, don't just start AD at the five. I don't know if it's AD. I don't know if it's Vogel. I don't know what's happening there, but I think they're going to, regardless, they don't play JaVale a lot. I I don't, I think they're going to go more and more AD at the five, but outside of that, that may, that may be like hey, chance contract of you for AD. You got to make him happy. <laughs> I don't even want to get into AD at the five stuff, and they would take a whole nother hour. Well, but if, no, if they uh, if they don't uh, if the Lakers don't make the finals, is he going to leave? And he's at the that's, Bucks that's are on the, his list. Yeah, no, that's the uh, that's the model, right? <laughs> uh, young superstar up for uh, up for uh, free agency, you know, just like and the team doesn't perform well, he should leave, right? That's that's what I've been told. Yeah, I thought I thought that's how it works, Ty. That's what all I've it's, been hearing. That's all I've been hearing as well. But back to the the point I've been working on making. <laughs> Sorry. Robin's not going to play a lot. Like people just need to accept that. Like he got I think nine minutes in this game. I don't think he's going to see more than ten minutes unless it's a blowout for like the rest of the way. I just I don't think he's not giving them a different dimension. And as much as I talked about having a useful backup center. I think Giannis at the five is a lot more prevalent, and they've worked with it a lot more this time around. So I think we're just going to see either Brooke or Giannis at the five most of the time. Spot minutes for Robin Lopez, but I'm not like we're not going to see 20 minutes. I don't think of Robin Lopez unless one of the other teams is very surprising in the personnel that they use against Milwaukee. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Like you said, it's just tough to see how he how he really gets minutes going for it, which is tough. I like Robin Lopez. His new, uh, his new ad with the NBA is just yeah. fantastic. It's amazing. It's so fun. Like, I it's saw the, that and felt bad for my take on his minutes, but I, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it it's a perfect role for Robin Lopez. Like whoever put that together, that was just beautiful. Yeah. No credit to credit to people doing that's, they just nailed it. And Robin, uh, they got to fly in them. Like the Bucks should use one of their personal slots on a mascot for Robin. Maybe that'll, Maybe that'll get him in groove, and then he'll demand playing time. But or they could just have someone be the mascot. That's a personal. <laughs> wow, I feel so dumb right now. I really talked about the mascots like they're real. <laughs> Brian Benny. Yeah, I, mean, I guess no, they could just bring fair, the suit. To be fair, they're usually the same person, and they bring a different energy. They're you know they they know what they're doing. You don't have to cover for me. No, it's no. I'm trying to make a point. I'm not trying to disrespect everyone who's a mascot out there because okay, yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. no. Let's not get mascot it, Twitter after us. Yeah, <laughs> stop disrespecting. The time. <laughs> just, uh, we disrespect enough. Do you have any more buck stuff? I feel like generally my takeaway is this is better. They still, I think, have a little bit more room to go. I mean, the yeah. defense was great mm-hmm. in the first Rotations, half. They can improve. Chris, yeah, just yeah. Those are those are my big two. Dante needs to clean it up. Just th- yeah. those are my things that we'll be looking for going forward otherwise it's just like the the team seems back on track yeah i I agree they're they're on the right path they have further to go but this was a great sign and i think for you know if you're listening to this if you're thinking you know i I think this is a lot of things i've I've actually had people you know ask me a little bit about this in a couple contexts but like what do you look for in some of these games so specifically what i would look for and people Please, if you like, if this is not, does not feel condescending and mansplaining, please let me know. We can start doing this every episode. But what I'm going to be looking for in the next game, Chris, number one, got to see Chris get it going. He's the most important thing right now. The most important question mark that I didn't think was going to be a question mark. Uh, Number two would just be like the intensity sticking, staying high, like no more of these bad efforts for a few minutes. The rotation's a little bit. I just, I don't know how much. That's going to change in this Orlando series, but I'd like to see it. 
But I think those are the probably the big three things for me. And then just like, you know, the role players continuing to hit shots generally. Most guys are really good. Marv was 0 for 2 this game. I'm not too worried. The shot is looking like it's coming around, but he, that's he more does, on the tertiary. He does very good Marv things. Yeah, he's always he's always gonna be Marv. I'm very confident. I don't know if he's gonna win the Bucks a game, but I think he's gonna generally help everything. I don't think he's gonna lose the Bucks. No, game. he's not gonna lose the Bucks games. He's never gonna really be like someone who's prone to making any sort of mistakes offensively or defensively. He's gonna take care of the ball. Just you can't really you can't really ask for ask for much more than that. No, from your veteran buyout market that's why, edition. That's, that's, why that's, he that's has about it. as about as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got one other one other thing to cover. We do. So, uh, actual other news that happened in the NBA tonight, which I strangely, I don't recall. Like, I know in my head that it happens during the playoffs, but it just, I I don't know why. I just didn't realize that it was today. Uh, the NBA lottery uh, occurred, yeah. which, is a, which is a thing that happened. It's not really something that affects the Bucks that much, but it is a major NBA event. Yeah, it is, and it's it, it could have affected the Bucks if things weren't really bad for Indiana, but they didn't go quite that bad. Um, but it's always interesting. I mean, in a roundabout way, I guess it does affect the Bucks because it affects you know every team how how the balance of power shakes out. This draft in particular, you don't expect to change a lot for any team going forward. But interesting, I believe the top four was Minnesota number one. So that'll be interesting to see if they take LaMelo Ball, who I believe is the number one consensus I don't, pick at I this think point. They were saying, yeah, it's, it, I think it's mostly LaMelo. There's some Anthony yeah. Edwards discussion. There's, yeah, there's some Anthony Edwards. They're certainly not going to take Wiseman, I don't think, with Cat there. Um, but that'd Warriors number amazing. two. That'd be a decision. <laughs> the Warriors thing is going to be interesting. Oshkosh's own Tyrese Halliburton from some combos I've had with some folks. The Warriors like him a lot. I don't know if that that feels Is like a little Oshkosh? bit of a reach. He, uh, yeah, oh, Oshkosh awesome. North guy. Yeah, yeah. I think you won a state championship with Oshkosh North. I could have, I could have the high school wrong because I'm terrible with high schools. But one of the Oshkosh schools. I'm thought North. Maybe it was West though. I uh, thought it was North. Who cares? It's one of the Oshkosh, Oshkosh schools. No, what? How many high schools are in Oshkosh? Uh, well, there's two directional ones, and then there's like a couple other ones as well. Let's not, let's not, let's not go deep on this. I, I didn't grow up here. Don't take it personally, Tyrese Halliburton. If you're listening, I respect whatever school you went to greatly. I do believe it's North, though. Um, and then I think Hornets and Bulls. I think Hornets yep. are three and Bulls are four. Correct. And then the the Cavs are five, and then so on and so on. And yeah, it, it's interesting. I. I'm a little skeptical about LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards. I think both of them are kind of question marks to me. So it's like one of them might drop. Maybe neither of them does. I don't know. But it's going to be fascinating it to see like this every, draft. every top prospect in this draft is really like if it hits, it hits hard. But it's like there's a good chance that it fails. Yeah, I think I think the the optimist like i think the two like biggest gambles are ball and edwards who i think are like the biggest really, risk I, war, reward guys what about wise wiseman is a bigger risk because we haven't really I th- seen I th- him i think bad wiseman though is still like he's a he's a somewhat mobile seven footer like i feel like he's gonna be an nba player no matter what i, I think edwards could end up being one of those guys who is like not in the league for that much longer. I mean, I was just, we wanted to plug this anyway. I was just on the Chase Downs live video pod actually during the lottery, which was a lot of fun. And go check out that archive or the uploaded pod version and the video version. Everything those guys do, Justin Rowan uh, and Carter Rodriguez, 
Hopefully it's not Rowan. I don't. I think it's just Rowan. I think it's just the simple, obvious Americanized pronunciation. But I could be wrong. Um, but the chase down everywhere you get podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast, go subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, cook their books, rate and review. But um, Justin compared Edwards to Shabazz Muhammad, and I was like, ooh. But I I could see that outcome. I don't know though. I'm Bucks certainly legend. not a draft guy. Yeah, Bucks legend Shabazz Muhammad, but. I'm not a draft guy. I don't claim to be. I just it interests me. I think it's very interesting. I think the top picks are all like gambles or like a guy like Okongwu. I think he's like pretty sure he's going to be good. I just think the ceiling is not super high, so he's not penciled in at the very top. But I feel like he's going to be a good player. I think Halliburton's going to be good no matter what. But again, like is he going to be you know like drafting a Zion or even a Ben Simmons like that kind of guy? No, I, I don't think that's. I don't think Halliburton comes in and changes your franchise. I think he just comes in and he's a good player. And I think that's why people are so low on this draft. Like, there's good players. There's just – there's no one at the top where you go, this guy could alter my trajectory. I don't think. Maybe. Maybe LaMelo or Edwards if they really pan out. But it certainly won't be like a year one thing with anyone here. I don't think. Yeah. Do you think the the Warriors keep their pick? I don't know. I'm I'm really curious. I guess – it might depend on what the Wolves do. Like, if they end up going Edwards, maybe the Warriors are more interested in ball. I do think there's two schools of thought on, like, the trades in this draft. I think some folks, and I think the Chase Town guys both believe this, or at least Justin believes, there won't be as many trades because, like, the, the, like, there's just not overwhelming favorites, so teams will just, like, take whoever's available. I actually think we might see a lot of trades, and they're just not going to be, like, super impactful trades like maybe more future seconds or current seconds to move up a couple picks in the first just to make sure that you're getting a guy that you want because like if there's four guys who are all seen relatively the same one team might be super high on one and pretty low on the others so maybe they say i want this guy right here it's a win even if i give up two seconds or this nice rotation player or whatever so that's i could see maybe the warriors trade it if they don't love like if they have a top one list and the guy's not there with mm. that pick, or I can see them Brand trying to move down. Is Elton Brand? Oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't think Philly's going to get involved. But goodness, who knows? If the Warriors get Ben Simmons, I'm, I'm just going to unplug for a couple of years. I think. Or Embiid. Yeah, that too. Oh, he's that an Under Armour really... guy. Oh, look at you, big brain Rohan out here. Yeah, remember that shoe the company video conspiracies? That, uh, uh, Steph had. You know, he was just like. Uh, uh, yeah. Releasing uh, Joel Embiid's signature shoe, which is like okay. hilarious, uh, hilarious video. It was great. You know they already have that chemistry. You know. Oh man, they can both join Milwaukee. Yeah, there's <laughs> that. That's the ideal. Um, but, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, no, it, you wouldn't have to worry about the Nike Under Armour competition like that was with KD and uh, Steph. You, Whoa, Giannis. I'm trying not to say that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. That's what I was going with. I'm just I'm trying listen. to shift the focus. <laughs> Dang I'm it. slow, Rohan. It's... You're the you're the smart one. Yeah. You have to accept this. Yeah, okay. I try I have my moments, but yeah. Uh and be, and be to the warriors, <laughs> it's happening. I'm I'm down. Not really. You're not the Warriors have had enough. The Warriors can lose for a bit. They're in the West, it's fine. True. True. Okay. Well, actually, do you have any other other lotto takes? Yeah. I mean, if if the if Embiid stays with the Sixers, that's another punching bag for the Bucks. So, 
That's true. And it gets Giannis fired up. I guess, actually, sorry, one more lottery thing. Mm. A lot of people hate the new odds. I kind of like the new odds. I don't think I don't think teams stay, like, worst or second worst in the league for long. So I don't really think it hurts, like, small market teams trying to rebuild. I don't think that because, like, Charlotte is, like, the example of a small market team who, like, never really tanks but never is really that good. And they moved up to three, which I think is neat. Like, they're, like, yeah. middlingly bad. And we've seen, like, the Bucks. How long were the Bucks? Middlingly bad. And I think it's cool to not punish teams for, like, trying and just failing to be good. I think that's neat. So I don't mind the new odds. Maybe this bites me when, you know, the Bucks are the worst team in the league in 11, 15 years when Giannis retires and, and they get the eighth pick. That's not possible. But we'll see. But for now, that's my take on the lotto odds. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I li- I like I like it when uh, teams move. I like it when there's a lot of movement and the new odds prepared. Like they allow for that to happen. So I don't know. I'm just I'm a fan. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with it. I agree. Okay. Do do we have any other lotto takes slash bucks takes slash any takes? I don't. I mean, eventually we'll do. I mean, I'm sure people are kind of connecting in the dots three? right now. Saturday. 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 Yeah, we'll do a pod Saturday. Um, hopefully, I'm unless looking you're, at the time. It's at noon. Budding, it's at noon, yeah. Oh, God. Budding socialite Rohan might be busy. That's a that's a baseless joke. You've never missed a podcast. But <laughs> we'll do a draft bot eventually. I mean, that's like the logical – like I'm sure people thought we might kind of do that now because we talked about the lottery. But I, I haven't done enough research on who's going to be there for the Bucks yet. But Neither that'll be a later thing. That's we'll an do. off-season We'll, we'll tackle that later. Yeah, yeah that's when a, that's a post-finals. So it's October, but they might push it back. Was a reporting that came out? So they might push everything back. I it's, think they, they're, they're going to. There's no way they don't. There's no way I mean, the they have new to figure season out. Starts December first. They have to figure out how the salary cap's going to work, mm-hmm. which they haven't done yet. Which is going to be a pretty big deal. So hopefully that doesn't get ugly. But yeah, everything's going to get pushed back. So we should have the initial plan. We would have had like a couple weeks at most, I think, to prepare for that stuff. I think we'll have longer, but we would have gotten it done either way. Yeah, for sure. We're always on top of things. Yeah, that's us. We're, we're, you know, we're out here doing our best. <laughs> yes, we're trying. Uh, just like the just like the Milwaukee Bucks, they're trying. For once. Yes. For once, mm-hmm. indeed, they were. I brought it back. Good work. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, well, if somehow uh, you are not sick of us yet <laughs> uh, and all of our random riffing and everything, if you did actually enjoy this episode, which I hope you did, uh, we'd like to say thank you listening to the episode and enjoying uh if you particularly enjoyed it wow i struggle with that word uh please leave a rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice make sure you tell your family and friends about the show as well and check out all of the great content being put out across the blue wire network including the chase dump pot with ty go check it out uh like we said earlier we'll be back with you after saturday's game four Three. Wow. No, three. Three. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's late. It's like this is my fault for doing the Chase Town Lotto show. It's late. We're both a little, little afraid. I think. Yeah. Saturday's game three against the Magic at noon. Uh, Giannis isn't gonna have his nap. I'm not gonna have my nap, even though I'm weird. I can't really nap. It's weird. Uh, but uh, yeah. But before we let you go, in general, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is back in action, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Ory. 
see what they have to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE. Ty, what's the promo code? BLUEWIRE. To receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts.